Welcome back to the Broad Oak Potty Podcast. I, uh, Joey, and I know it's difficult to tell uh, Ryan and I apart whenever we speak on the podcast, but I am by myself. And for those of you that listen faithfully, you know that this is something new. And I want to begin by explaining why I am recording a podcast all by myself. Many of you know that Ryan and I started this little project right when COVID began. We thought it would be a good platform to talk about needs we see and want to address pastorally. Also, it was a good excuse to do some ministry projects together. We've had a lot of fun uh, just recording uh, the the different topics, topics that he and I have had conversations about over the many years that we've been friends. It's been nice to, in some ways, rehash some of those topics while um, uh, recording our conversation and allowing many of you to just listen into our thoughts. Uh, and it really has been a vast amount of topics when I look back and, and consider the different uh, subjects that we've covered. Uh, but for us, this has always been a bit of a side project, uh, an extension of our ministry to our families and to the local church. Um, well, both Ryan and I are in, I was, I was going to say busy seasons, uh, uh, that we're both in a, just a busy season of life and ministry, but uh, there's all, it's always busy. This just seems to be an unusually busy season for both of us. And at the same time, while we're both busy, the in God's providence, the engagement of this podcast has continued to increase, which is interesting to me because neither one of us know anything about podcasting. But, you know, just some statistics for you. I, since we've been on this new platform that we're on, which is Substack, is what we migrated over to. And, and we did that officially in January of 2022, I believe. But since we've moved over to Substack, we've had 100,000 downloads on this podcast, which is wild to me. Uh, and our monthly traffic has amped up as well. And we're confused about this. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with all of you, but uh, we're thankful to God for this. Um, And so uh, Ryan and I got together uh, and we discussed this a bit uh, because in light of those numbers, which again, we're thankful to God for, but at the same time have no reason, no we don't know why that's the case, uh, why why we're having this sort of engagement. Um, but because of the increase of the numbers, this has increasingly become a stewardship issue. Uh, folks are engaging on here. It seems to be helpful. It seems to be a worthwhile project. So he and I agreed that, one, we should continue doing it, and two, we should become more strategic and focused on putting content out regularly. So what does this mean? Well, in the immediate future, we're going to change how we do the podcast. And let me explain what I mean by that, okay? Ryan and I have decided to record, or our goal is, and you can pray for us on this, but our goal is to record three podcasts a month. But instead of each podcast having both of us on, 
uh, it's going to go like this. I record a podcast by myself, much like I'm doing right now. Ryan will record a podcast by himself. Uh, and then we will record one po- podcast together each month. And and this seems, as he and I have discussed things, this seems to accommodate our schedules a bit more. And at the same time, it will allow us to continue to produce some content for all of you that have been so faithful and engaging. And which, uh, again, it's been so, that's such a blessing. And again, nothing that we planned uh, for or, uh, and, and many of you have, told us just how bad we are at marketing. Uh, and so we, we really don't know what we we're doing. We don't market anything, but folks have found this helpful. Folks have been engaging. So he and I are still thinking through the uh, publication of articles. Um, I know many of you see articles occasionally come out of here. It's not as much as we would like, and we're hoping to remedy that um, and really to make more progress on that, Lord willing, in 2024. Now, I have an ask of you. If you have benefited from this podcast, can you let us know? And if there are specific topics that you think you'd benefit from hearing from us on, uh, would you let us know that as well? And the the easiest way for you to do that is to drop a line in the comment section of this podcast. So you can go to Broad Oak Pie. I know many of you listen to this in a podcast app, but you can go to broadoakpiety.org and just um, find this, you know, find this episode, drop us a line. It'll come to us, and I promise you we will read it and, and consider it. Now, I could end the episode here, but there is a topic that I'd like to discuss, and perhaps this is something that I can tease out a bit more on a future episode. But, but the topic is, it's this issue of Christian discernment. I think we can all grow in our discernment, from, and that's from the pastor to the congregant. And in our increasingly overconnected age, this age where we intake hundreds, if not thousands, of opinions a day, we need more discernment. And, and think about it. We take in opinions through social media. Right? We take in opinions through regular media, both low and high tech, right? Newspaper and the news. We. We take in opinions in flesh and blood relationships, all, all of these different things. Or we can go on and on, but all of these different things have a shaping influence on us. Um, it's interesting, though, to me that in an age where we are more connected than ever and have more information than ever, we are seemingly less discerning. And I think that that's evidenced in the decisions that we make the way in which we speak, the way we parent, our view of the local church and our engagement or lack thereof, our political ideologies or these cultural movements that we get swept up in. But the question that I'm asking to you, listener, is are you a discerning Christian, right? Or... Are you swayed easily? Is is there a sort of um, vast and frequent pendulum swing in your emotions and your convictions on any given topic? Right? Are you quick to embrace certain ideologies without evaluating them from a biblical worldview? Now, maybe I've gotten ahead of myself, and you're still trying to figure out what I mean when I use the word discernment. 
discernment is related to your ability simply to examine things well. Uh, again, this can be things that you're reading. It can be things that you're watching, you know, things you're scrolling um, and, and viewing. It could be sermons that you listen to. But are you a good, godly judge of what you're taking in? Or are you one that's taken captive by others? Are you one that is deceived by empty words. And the Bible warns us about this. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, quote, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Or we have in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 6 to 11, quote, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become par- partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And that word discernment used there, right? Verse 11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, which requires discernment. So it's a bad thing for a Christian to lack discernment. You can be taken captive to opinions and worldviews that lead you away from Christ, that lead you away from um, the sufficiency of Jesus. You can become a fellow partaker of that which is antichrist, that which is dark and which is unpleasing to God. And this isn't just a potential pitfall for the baby Christian. I've seen Christians who know lots about the Bible. I've seen pastors, especially over the last several years, that are highly intelligent and are good communicators. I've seen them lack discernment. Discernment has nothing to do with intelligence. It doesn't have anything to do with gifting either, and that really is an important point. Instead, discernment is driven by the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The knowledge and wisdom and instruction that are in view here, it goes beyond academic concerns. It has to do with living wisely before the face of God. It has to do with being someone who wants to chiefly, above everything, honor the Lord. And this should extend to the edges of our lives. Right? We should be increasingly taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So many of us get hung up on the loads of opinions and teachings that we take in on a daily basis, frankly, because we fear man. We care too much about what others think about the world, about us, or about how we're perceived to be in someone's eyes. And the remedy for this is for us to fear God, right? For us to ask about any given situation or teaching, what would God have me do? What would God have me confess? Now, let me give just a few practical handles for us, because I don't want to leave my commending the fear of the Lord out in the ether. Right? We should be able to cultivate it 
in our lives. So here just quickly is 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 four ways to do that. And 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 there's more that we can add to this and and maybe there's some things that come to your mind as it relates to this and I'd love to hear from you on that. But but these things should be grounding things for us and it's universal. In other words, every Christian should be able to cultivate this. And so the first is this. If you're someone who's constantly swept up into all the different opinions and voices out there, perhaps you need to drastically disengage fast from all the different ways you intake that stuff. Even if you're not, periodic fasting from this information overload society that we live in it can be a good soul reviving thing to do. And so, you know, that's that's the first thing. The second is just as you fast from it, note that at the same time you're freeing yourself up for some better disciplines, namely Bible intake and prayer. Right? It's in the reading of the Bible that we hear from God because the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to speak to us and to minister to us and to grow us. And it's through prayer that we're given this opportunity to speak to our Creator. And this really does help to foster the fear of the Lord. And and by fear of the Lord, I mean reverence. It helps us as believers to reverence God, right? We need to have habits that center us on our triune God. We need to be a God-centered people. The more time we spend with the Lord, the more centered we are on Him. Third, right, at the same time, we can't be isolated, right? We're not to be, think of ourselves um, too individualistically, which is the pitfall of American Christianity. We, we think of ourselves not primarily as a corporate people, and we should. And you've heard Ryan and I talk about this a lot on here, right? So we are uh, even truer than being an individual uh, believer, which is true, but a a truer picture is that we are the body of Christ. We are um, the bride of Christ. We are a corporate people, and we should gather regularly with the local church. And it's the ordinary means of grace, word, prayer, and sacrament that God uses to grow us Right? primarily. And so so we should gather, and as you do, I, I would also come in, lean into the elders of your church, meet with them, ask them to help you think through things clearly that you may be struggling with. Again, God's giving, given us His local church as a means by which we can grow in our discernment. So lean into the authority, right? the elders of the church, that God's placed in your life. Too many times I see folks in churches lean into anything but the officers of the church, right? They may lean into podcasts and articles and books, and those things are good. This is a podcast. I'm talking about this on a podcast. But, um, but if we're doing these things in, and we're not um, primarily invested in our local church and being discipled in our local church, things can go sideways. And then fourth and finally, as it relates to just specifically to Christian orthodoxy and not being led astray by things that, you know, things that would take you away from Christ. Read from this great tradition that we've inherited. We aren't the first Christians in the history of the world, and that is such a gift. So get familiar with the ancient creeds and these confessions that we've inherited in the Reformed tradition. Read some of those saints that have gone before us that finished well. This can be enriching to you. It's so enriching to me. It can 
help you to see even the various controversies that we face, that they're nothing new, and it can put you in conversation with those that have gone before us and handled things well. In other words, that handled things with discernment. Like I said, I could I could add more, but I'm going to leave off there, okay? But, but listen, we're excited about the future of Broad Oak Piety. Um, we're grateful that you guys are engaging, and we, we pray that this will um, be something that uh, continues to bless you. Uh, next week, Ryan and I, Lord willing, will be together, and we're interviewing a theologian, a, a true scholar, um, Dr. Craig Carter. I've been excited about this interview for several months now, and, and I'm happy to have the opportunity to share it with you soon. But again, reach out. Let us know how we can best serve you through this project <laughs> that we have going, um, especially as it relates to strengthening your connection to the local church. And listen, If you like the podcast, um, consider sharing it. And so uh, we will, Lord willing, uh, be back again next week. Um, Thank you for joining us on the Broad Oak Party Podcast. (music) 